Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry Ugalde, and I'm the host of this podcast. I've been on a little hiatus for the last six weeks or so. School started again, and I'm a teacher, and it's just been bonkers. The first week of school is always a shock to the system for all teachers because you're coming off of summer, and no, none of us get up at six o'clock the last week of summer to get ready for school. That would be like, you know, why? I think I did that one year, and the second year I said, no, I'd rather not suffer two weeks in a row. I'd rather just suffer the first week of school. So that's what I do. But this year has been very, very different with a brand new challenge, brand new role, another new school, new principal, new students, new teachers, and a curriculum that I have never seen that I am still trying to understand. So it's been a lot of a lot of a lot. And so today's podcast is dedicated to talking about work and why it's so challenging when you live with chronic illness to balance work and when is the right time to take a break from work so that you can protect your health. I've been through many ups and downs with the school board because I get placed in different school every semester. I just landed in the school system at a time when enrollments were declining, which just meant if you didn't have the right you know, variety of teachables, there wasn't a placement for you in that school and they'd find you another place. So I'm very thankful to always have a job, but I have started at 16 schools in the last 10 years. And so that's a lot of change. That change in itself has created so much stress that that alone has made me ill. And I've had to take time away from work. The other big part of the puzzle is accommodations. I now have medical accommodations set to keep me healthy and to, you know, to, to try to fight against the inevitable fact that we don't have a cure for Wagner's disease or you know airway conditions and that things will act up from time to time. So when those medical accommodations are not met, it puts me in a different situation of, do I wanna wait and see how bad things can get? Or are we gonna be proactive and pull me from the school before I get sick? And again, these are constant conversations I have with my medical team and the union and the administration to the point where my doctor even asked, do you still even want to be in teaching? And she didn't ask in a way to say, you know, I think it's too much for you. It was more, are they ever going to really respect what you live with? And is that even possible? Well, right now it's not. Right now we're in a climate of vast political change and unrest. And next week, the supporting, supporting staff is going to be going on strike probably which will again make it impossible to teach in my classroom because I'm in a very special needs classroom right now and we cannot run the class safely without them. But my example is very specific to teaching and to me. I don't know any teacher at all who's gone through as many changes as I have. So that's that's a me thing. But for all of us in chronic illness land, how do we balance it? Well, first of all, there's the whole, do I tell my workplace or not? Well, it depends. Will your symptoms act up in a way that puts you in immediate danger at work? If the answer is yes, then yes, I think you have to tell somebody. So for example, because mine is airway related, and if my airway becomes clogged, 
somebody might have to help me get my nebulizer and put it on my face or call 911. So they need to know what to do. So they're not just sitting there freezing and, you know, reading my medical alert bracelet, trying to figure it out. I do let the people in my area know. I show them where my equipment is and I show them how to put it together. It's not an easy process anyway, under the best of circumstances. So I remind them that as long as they continue to try to put the pieces together and get the medication in and get it on my face, it might take an extra three minutes. You know, hopefully my body has that much time. Thankfully, somebody always knows CPR. They can always mouth to mouth if they have to. But if your symptoms are something that are not immediate and don't immediately affect what is happening to you in terms of safety, maybe you don't have to disclose. But what if one of your symptoms is like dizziness or, you know, massive migraines and it affects your amount, the amount of work you can do at any given time? Then yes, you have to be honest about that because there is a place for you in your workplace. You are not the burden. Everybody deals with something at some point. So somebody at your workplace might be going through divorce. Somebody might be, you know, having to lose their house. Somebody might have lost a parent and is trying to clean the house. And all of that emotion they're bringing to work every day. And yes, it's affecting their output. They're not telling you because it's very personal. It's just so you need to then decide how much do I need to share to make sure I stay safe and to, you know, protect the integrity of the work that I do. You will only know that over time. So you don't have to run right away to tell everybody at work, oh, I've got a chronic illness. You need to know enough about how it affects you to know what to share. The truth is, once you're on that side, you're on the good side, meaning that you have time to think and reflect. When things go sideways, there is no question. So I was once on a leave and I was about to go back. And the weekend that I was going to go back was when I collapsed and ended up in ICU for 11 days. Can you believe I woke up on the Sunday and said to my family, somebody please call my principal. I was supposed to start at work tomorrow. And the doctor started laughing and they're like, yeah, it's fine. We, we've got you covered. So there are times where there is no question. And that's when it's easy. It's easy when it's black and white. When you live in the gray, it is not. And that can be the truth. That's true about everything in life. But this journey of chronic illness is so personal. It is so massive because it's altered our identities and who we were, who we thought we were, who we think we're becoming. How do we embrace this change and at the same time not let it, you know, take us down? Like it just, it's crazy making and so much a lot. Yeah, that's me being eloquent, so much a lot. So it's not just you. Everyone with chronic illness will face this decision at some point or another. So, you know, first of all, decide which part do I disclose? Who do I disclose to? Understand that people talk and they might share that with somebody else. That's hard, but that is a them problem and not a you problem. You're protecting yourself. Second is workload. What are you able to do? Are you actually able to concentrate for more than five minutes at a time? I'm not. I can do about 15 minutes of sheer concentration and then I have to take a break. I can't be looking at the screen. I can't be overthinking because it ends up causing me to be dizzy. And I've laughed with girlfriends. I'm like, I don't know if this is menopause. I don't know if this is medications. I don't know. All I do know now is that after about 15 minutes of sheer concentration, I need a break. 
So it's perfect in a mainstream classroom because I do, you know, all of the talking and instructing and example giving. And then I take a break by working with my students, moving around the room, helping them come up with their ideas. My current role doesn't allow for that really, which is probably why I've been exhausted for this whole month. That's another story. I have figured out the accommodations I need to make the space I work in safer. I figured out the amount of time and also who to tell. So I think those are the three big ones for anybody who is questioning, am I well enough to work? And I am, but who should I tell? So who should you tell? How much work can you do? And what kind of space do you need? Those three big things will help make your work life simpler, smoother. It's not going to take away the work. It's not going to change human dynamics. It's not going to make the person that doesn't like you or you don't like them, you know, any kinder or different. It's just going to make, put you in a situation where you feel like you're in control and hopefully keep you healthy for as long as possible because everyone handles stress differently and everyone has stress. So it's important that you can take care of those three big factors so that you're not overwhelmed by yet another variable in living with chronic illness. Work is important. It helps you feel like you belong to something. It helps you feel like you contribute, but it's not everything. You are everything. You are the everything to the people in your life. As I tell everybody, I can always be replaced in the classroom. I cannot be replaced in my home. So my number one responsibility as a citizen of this earth is to keep myself healthy so that I can contribute to the people around me and they can keep doing their thing. Keep that in mind. If you're ever feeling guilty for taking a sick day or think you need some time off work, I'm sure that by the time you come to the decision, you have had sleepless nights and list making and you know meditated or stood on your head for a while to come to that decision. Give yourself a break. Most people you know deal with something, but to deal with regular stresses on top of Chronic illness is a different ballgame. And I honestly think that those of us who carry disease in our bones are a special breed of super. And if you are making it through your days without bringing other people down, then you are doing a service. Because as I always say, I can carry this. I don't need to project it to my family and friends. but. Again, human being here, second week of school, I screamed at my entire family. Was it their fault? Nope, I was exhausted. And I've since learned that I just have to shut things down a lot quicker because I will never treat my family that way again. So if you're looking for some more ideas, please reach out. My email is jerryugaldecoaching at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to discuss ideas. Right now, the coaching business is on the like, you know, it's not even on the back burner, it's in the oven because teaching is so huge. And I also have the parts of my life that I need to attend to, to make myself, keep myself healthy. And I didn't feel like I was in the best space to be coaching somebody when I was barely hanging on myself. So hopefully in the next month, as the school year continues to roll, and I'm looking forward to not having so many changes and having a little bit of constant in the work world, I can dedicate myself to something that I am very proud of and passionate about, which is helping people 
through this transition in chronic illness land because my way is a cool way. I uh, I don't get too hung up hung up on you know recipes and things that you do at 8 p.m. and 6 p.m. and 4:45. I look at this in a very relaxed, holistic way to hopefully keep us healthy for as long as possible. We all gotta get back to work. It's been a great time to have this break with you. I wish you continual healing. Until next time, ciao.